Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb, and this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise kids of character and our culture saturated with media and technology. We call it Brave Parenting because it takes a lot of courage and hard work to keep on top of technology and then decide how to incorporate that into your family's life. So our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. We are going to be talking about the wildly popular game Among Us. You may have heard of this. Your kids may be asking for this. We're going to do a quick review, and I have a very special guest on the show with us today. I have my son, Edward. Hello, Edward. Hi. Uh, As my mom said, my name's Edward, and I'm 14 years old. And Edward is um, my eighth grade son. He loves to play video games. He very much enjoys programming the video games as well. So not only do you enjoy playing it, but you enjoy the back end of creating them as well. Yes. What did you do over the pandemic? Sort of quarantine six months. Uh, I made my own Minecraft server so that I could start making money off of it. And so that me and my friends just had a server that we liked so that we could play with our, uh, by ourselves. Yeah, without all the, the public. That's pretty awesome. It's been pretty fun to watch you do that. So a few weeks ago, Edward asked um, to, to get a new game among us. Um, we allow two games on their smartphones at a time. And so I think you asked to get rid of Subway Surfers and yep. gain among us. And so knowing that Edward has a very discerning um, way of playing games, I knew that I could give him the Among Us app and that he would get in there, play it, and be able to tell me and then obviously share with everyone else what the game is about and whether or not it's appropriate for um, certain aged kids and really give parents some insight. So that's what we're going to do today. So thank you, Edward. So just some background on Among Us. It actually was released in 2018. It was really pretty unheard of until a popular streamer by the name of Chance Morris, who goes by Soda Poppin, began streaming this game um, on Twitch to his almost 3 million followers. The game then became wildly popular. Before you know it, you had all sort of internet celebrities also streaming the game as well. It is now the number one simulation game in the App Store, and it really has sort of taken over a lot of teens' free time. So, Edward, let's let's just talk about the game overall. What is the sort of premise or the purpose of the game? It's a murder mystery-based game with you trying to find out who the murderer is while trying to stay alive. So murder sounds a little scary. Is it a little... But if you've seen the, the cover, you know it's sort of like this cute little alien creature. So we say murder mystery. Is there actual murder in there? Yes, you do kill people, but it's not that gruesome. And it, it's not really people, though, is it? It's like no, your it's little... like little cartoon characters, essentially. Yeah, so it's cartoon. And so murder mystery. So you have, I believe it's crewmates and an imposter. Tell us how that works. When you join a game, you right, you can have a group of anywhere from between four and ten people. What happens then? Um, well, when you join your group, the first thing you do is you get assigned a role. So there's usually one to three crew uh, imposters and the other seven are or well, nine to seven are crewmates. And the crewmate's job is to go around completing tasks, trying not to die while um, looking to see if they see anyone acting suspicious. So the goal is to find the imposter. So yes. if you're a crewmate, you're trying to find the imposter. 
Now, the imposter cannot complete tasks. Is that right? No, the imposter cannot complete tasks. So if they're just running around faking tasks, then you can pretty much pick them off. Okay. And so then you talk within the game, trying to figure out who that imposter is. Yes. So how does someone win the game? You have to vote out all the imposters, kick them off the ship. So theoretically, if everybody guessed correctly who the imposter is, could you theoretically say that there could be five to who, how many ever winners? Yes. Anyone that's left alive that isn't the imposter wins. Okay. All right. So, so you go into a game and you're a crewmate. You're not the imposter. And so you start completing tasks, but the imposter can murder you, right? Uh, yes. Quote, murder you. And that's how you begin trying to figure out who that imposter is. Yes. And someone can report your dead body or call an emergency meeting. Okay. So when it comes to that communication in-game, what is that like? So in your experience, in the time that you've played, has that been like positive communication? Have you played with random people that you've kind of been like, these guys are, or kids are being kind of jerks? Or has it all been pretty good? So it really depends on who you get stuck with, because a lot of it's pretty mixed most of the times, because you have those couple of kids that are over there, and you vote their teammate out, or you start voting on them, and they don't vote, they'll make you wait like an extra two minutes, and then they take out their teammate with them, telling you who their teammate is, but and they also start cussing you out, and it's bad that way, but if you have filter chat on, you can't see the cussing out, and younger kids probably don't know what any of the asterisks mean. Oh, okay, so you can turn, you can filter the chat within yes. the game? you can filter it. Now, is that something that if a parent turns it on, could a child go into the settings and then turn it right back off? Yes, that's the only downside of it. Yeah. So when that happens a lot in apps, but definitely something that I know that we do is we obviously set the standard as, hey, you can play this game, but this filter button needs to be on. Um, and if it comes off, well, then you might lose the ability, you know, and the freedom to have that game. So, well, that's good. And so what you see is asterisks. You don't necessarily see the whole conversation gone, but the words are sort of like bleeped out, if you yeah. will. Okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So in the end, how long would you say one game lasts? Five to seven minutes, pretty fast. So that's pretty fast. Now, I know that you just recently took um, a little mini vacation with some friends and you played. How long is the longest um, stretch that you played without getting like really bored and thinking, okay, this game is, you know, getting tiresome? 15 minutes to an hour. But about an hour. But I played for an hour and a half, but I got bored at around an hour. <laughs> I just played because they kept asking me. So you were with friends, and they were playing right there, kind of physically next to you. Yeah, we were in the car. You were in the car, on the drive, yeah. And then you were also playing random people who were joining that same server? Yeah. Okay. So, and is it, what's the most fun way to play it? Is it with random people, or is it just with your, like, your local group of friends? It's more fun to play with random people and your friends, because when it's just random people, you don't know them, so you can't interact with them as, like, funnily or anything. Whereas when you're with just friends, you know, there's no, like, anyone to spice anything up or mm. just mix anything up, throw you guys off. So do you feel like there's a, a certain gauge of personality and character going on here as you discuss who the imposter is and trying to figure that out in order to get a win? Uh, yeah, sometimes. just depends on how they interact with you. Because at the beginning of the game, you can talk to people. Yeah. So you can just kind of figure out who the, like, annoying ones are going to be in. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You yeah. can see who's going to be fun who's and who's going to be like a jerk. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's pretty good to know. Now, what about ads, right? So you have the free version from the App Store. And did you see the ads pop up? 
I don't know why, but I don't get ads and I haven't paid for anything. No, that's good to know. <laughs> I think my game's glitched. <laughs> I don't get ads. Okay, well, technically, if you use the free version of the game, if you've downloaded that from the Google Play Store or the App Store, there are ads that they use to gain revenue from that free version. You can pay $2 in order to get the ad-free version, which I would highly recommend. And I guess I didn't think that we paid for that, but maybe I'll have to double check, Edward, and see if we did. What? <laughs> pay for the no ads. So what about in-app purchases? It says that there are some available. What things can you buy inside of the game? You can buy clothing because your character is just a normal spacesuit. But if you want them to have like a cowboy outfit or like a uh, rocket ship outfit or something crazy, <laughs> you can just have stupid outfits. And does the outfits help you win? Nope. Oh, they provide no advantage. If anything, <laughs> they provide a disadvantage. So it's very much like Fortnite skins. You just are buying it to sort of look like cool saying i had money to buy a new outfit yeah just that's that's it is there any things you can buy that actually give you advantage in the game nope none nothing so you can just buy clothing yeah. pets pets you can buy pets and then your hats are all free with just seasonal okay what about um any other dangers or risks so you're almost 14 what do you think would be a right age for another for a younger child than you to play this? I'd say eight plus with parent or parent monitoring, but with like no parent monitoring, ten to twelve plus. Just because I've been in a few games with my friends and random people I've joined, just be like, "What's your number?" and then they want to do stuff with us. I'm like, "No, we're good," and be banned from the game. Mm. So you just have to be careful because there is predators out there. Right, absolutely, and that's just the way it is. Really, in, in any popular game, really any game that has in-game communication. Predators are going to go, or even just creeps or bullies, jerks, if you will, are going to go to those places where they know that they can sort of prey on younger, innocent children. And so that is definitely a concern. Now, I like what you said about turning off or censoring the chats. That is a good feature in order to limit that. But it also, you have to have a conversation with your kids if they're going to be young to make sure that they know, hey, this can be random people. If, if you have that conversation, you censor the chats, though, you're thinking that it could be appropriate with some parent monitoring, maybe co-playing at about age eight or nine. Yeah. What about any other dangers did you see? Um, what about this like idea that it's murder? Would that be? I mean, is there there's nothing gruesome, you said. What happens when someone is murdered? Um, well, it's kind of like in a cartoon when you're younger, like person gets blown in half and then they're back fine the next day it's not <laughs> bad that bad you see a little white bone sticking out of them so it's not really that's like the most you'll see so not necessarily blood no blood oh okay so so even though they we could, would kind of call it a murder mystery and yes someone dies there isn't anything that is actually killing no and there's no weapons oh there is one weapon and that's what the imposter has yeah but it's a rare like it's a rare animation that you get so, oh, so, it's not in all of them. No, it's not in, in like, it's, I've only gotten it twice. So Okay. So that's good to know. All right. So, Edward, are there any other dangers that you really could warn parents about? So, inappropriate names. Most of the time, they have a pretty good filter on it, so you can't name yourself most inappropriate names. But when it comes to special characters, you can pretty much avoid the entire thing. So if you have the N-word, for example, you can change the I to, like, an exclamation point and the E to a three. 
just to get around it. And so people are using that like in the conversations or they're using that as their username? Both. Both. So yeah, that is one thing. You can often find a lot of gamers do have inappropriate usernames. And there's really not avoid, there's no way avoiding that um, just because you can't always censor someone's username. So that is definitely a talking point as well. But you're saying in-app as well, in order for them to sort of keep the word there, that in-game chat, they're using those special characters. Yes. So definitely a talking point about that with your kids as well. Not only telling them that it's not appropriate to, to use those words because they could be offensive to someone else, but of course, just using those sort of tricks to get around it really isn't um, exemplifying good character. Well, awesome. So Edward, overall, would you say that this is one of your favorite apps or it's fun for a while and it's going to kind of die out or you see yourself continuing to play this? It's fun, like in short intervals, but it's not one of those games you just play for a long amount of time. So it's just going to be one of those games that I keep on there probably just so that I can join my friends every now and then. And play. Yes. And do you see a lot of kids playing this in school? Yes, but not, well, some kids play during class because our teachers don't regulate our phones that well. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, a lot of kids played in class, like choir class when we have free time. Some kids will just hop on there and start playing it, but most of us can only play it for up to like 15 minutes before we get bored. Mm-hmm. So it's not one of these games you just play all day. Yeah, it's not going to distract them from doing class. It's just fun when you have a... Because you said the games last like five to seven minutes. Yeah. If you had that little bit of time, you could jump on there, play a game, and then sort of jump off and then go back to your yeah. normal activities. So that's good to know. So I see you keeping this game until the next viral popular game comes out and then asking, can I delete Among Us in order to get that? Honestly, probably not because the last viral game was like episodes. And which is a terrible app. Yeah, there's lots of awful <laughs> apps that become like, no. So. so overall, what would you say is your favorite video game? Minecraft. Minecraft. But which I'm is, yeah. Playing it for nine years, going on ten. <laughs> yes. We, we did. Um, my husband, your father, obviously had Minecraft right when it came out. He's kind of, like I've said in many podcasts, um, loves video games, and Edward was probably what you were five, maybe four, four and a half ish. I got it right as it came out, and, and I started playing it. <laughs> so, and and you've played it well, so much to the point that you are like we said in the beginning of the podcast, programming your own servers now, which is pretty impressive for fourteen. So, I think all of this goes to say that you know these games um, and kids playing them aren't always bad. They do need regulations, they do need boundaries. But um, when it comes to games like the Among Us app, definitely something that you can allow your kids to play. You may even, if you moderately like video games, may like to play this as well. And just so you know, like I said before, it's available for free on the Google Play Store and App Store. You can also get it through the Steam platform for $4.99. In which case, you had said... That you will get, like, your pets, everything that you'd pay for, for free. Yeah. So the in-app purchases that you would pay for through the phone apps is going to be free through Steam. Now, if you do have a, a PC at home that you are allowing kids to use Steam and download games, we actually recommend at Brave Parenting playing those games on a PC or home computer more than on the phone because it can be in a more public space. The screen is bigger. It's easier to co-view and co-play along with them. Yes. All right. So 
The App Store rates it 9+, Google Play rates it 10+, and we here at Brave Parenting, we're going to say 8 or 9 is probably about right, so the, the Google Play and App Store is actually pretty on target, but definitely something if they are in that late elementary, early middle school age, you're still setting boundaries for time limits. Really, this game shouldn't be played for probably more than put a limit of maybe 30 minutes a day. We in our house, I've said before, don't do any video games really during the week at all. And it's mainly just a weekend thing. But every family is going to be a little bit different. So if you're allowing this game for five, 10 minutes, your kids may actually find that um, to be quite a freedom because they can get a couple games in every day. Edward, any last final statements? You're good. Yep. We've discussed it. I know this is um, a little difficult for you, and I appreciate everyone else appreciates you very much. So thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. All right. That brings us to the end of this podcast. If you have any questions or if you want to ask Edward specifically a question, um, you can email us at podcast at braveparenting.net. For an in-depth look at how you can build strong character using the technology that children love, pick up a copy of our book, Managing Media, Creating Character. It's available on Amazon. And don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on iTunes, Google, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media and every child needs a brave parent willing to set a new standard. Until next week, go and be brave.